There's a lot of shouting right now. Has been for a while. And I don't blame the shouters. They have a right to be angry, to shout, to fight, and to rage against the powers that be. I'm mad too. And it's a fine place to start. But what if you want to make this world a better place for the long haul? What if you want to make impact beyond surface level and truly transform the world to be a better place for you, your neighbor, and everyone? I don't think anger and fighting can sustain. I think love must lead. There have been plenty of brilliant thinkers over the years who have taught just that. To actually change the world and not just rearrange it, we have to come together and do work fueled by love. If you find yourself looking for proof everyone is against you, if you find yourself able to see the darkness in anyone, if you find yourself posting, shouting, tearing down, retweeting, commenting, dismantling, unseating, blaming, or shaming, you might not be wrong at all. And it might be temporarily helpful. But that fighting cannot sustain. It can't sustain you, and it can't sustain the cause you're meaning to champion. So I offer these five considerations for becoming socially transformative, maybe going beyond social excellence. If they strike you as helpful in the short term or in the long term, I hope you consider applying them to your efforts to change the world. Welcome to the People People Podcast. We're on a mission to spread human connection. Hi, I'm Justin Spurlock. I'm your guest co-host for the People People Podcast here today. Glad to have you joining us. And right here next to me is the person you're most familiar with. What's up, everybody? Matt Madsen, your normal host of the People People Podcast. Uh, I'm excited to have Justin join me today. Justin, you were on an episode last season. I was. Episode two or three. Yeah, yeah. something like that. What did we talk about? You remember what we talked about? We talked about religion and faith we and did. where it's going in the world and how that's different than maybe the past yeah. and what that has to do with social excellence. And I don't, I mean, our intention is not to really go there today. That's not why why you're our guest today, but uh, right. we might, who knows? Uh, and I you think that's know. all right. We happen to be set up in a makeshift studio in Justin's office at his church where uh, where he leads a congregation. Again, not why we're gathered together today, but thanks for co-hosting. Hey, thanks for having me. Really love social excellence. Really love the idea of co-hosting together. And more than anything, I love the People People podcast. Yeah. So I'm, I'm proud of what this People People podcast is becoming. I know that it's for, probably not for everybody, right? But I, I do think it is for people out there who believe that a little bit better conversations, a little bit yeah. more handshakes, a little bit deeper relationships, like a, a, a layer deeper of the way that they interact with other human beings might make their life better and might make you know their community better, their world better a little bit. It's precisely what I'm trying to do as a pastor all the time. Yesterday at the beginning of the worship service, you know, you you start out church, you probably have an idea out there if you've ever been in a church of what the beginning looks like. And <laughs> I just paused and I said, everyone, just look around, mm. look at people in the eyes. And then this amazing thing happens as soon as people do that, they all smile. Yeah. Right. And then they all notice they're smiling and then they start giggling. Right. And then they all feel so much more comfortable yeah. with one another. And then I say, now look around the room and notice the people that you might not know. Yeah. Pick their faces out. Now go up to them after the service, introduce yourself, yeah. right? Make a friend. Perhaps the, maybe this podcast serves for people walking around with their headphones in at an airport or, <laughs> or walk, doing their jog on a, on a trail nearby. Maybe this podcast serves as the, uh, the person in their life who says, everybody just take a moment to look around. 
Uh, look for the people you don't know. And ask yourself why you haven't gone up and shaken their hand and introduced yourself or at least given them a smile. I read this study. Right. I was reading this article. I wonder if you saw it. NPR posted this story, but it, it cited a number of different studies that all reinforce this basic idea that, number one, if you just smile at somebody, yes. sure, it's nice for them, but it actually makes you happier. Makes you happier. And feel like you're more a part of a community. Absolutely. But then it also showed, like, if you're carrying, if if a smartphone is present, like, literally, if somebody can see a smartphone, right. it is dramatically less likely oh, that wow. you will make eye contact or smile at someone. Right. Uh, which I guess logically makes sense, but... Yeah. But to consider that the physical block of plastic right. and, and whatever, right, yeah. that is a smartphone. Well, we do that all the time, right? Like if I am in a waiting room, for example, and it's just me and the receptionist, he or she's sitting there behind that desk, right? And if they start talking to me, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be bothered with chit-chat, right? Mm-hmm. You just bust out that phone and all of a sudden it generally shuts the conversation down. I, I will literally sometimes, I'm not proud of this, but I right. will literally take my phone. I'm, I'm holding my phone right now. Yep. I will take my phone and like when I walk up to a Starbucks, yep. right, when I walk up to the counter, I'll set my phone down with the screen lit yeah. like in front of me. Yep. It's like this, I'm not I'm not sure I'm really consciously doing it, but it's like this defense <laughs> mechanism. You right. won't talk to me if yeah. you see that I'm engaged in some text message Absolutely. conversation, right? Right. That's messed up. That's messed up. Yeah, we should stop doing that. That's not socially excellent. So what I hoped this episode would be, this is, you know, uh, many of our listeners will know by now that we never really know where these episodes are going to go. Never. We have some. That's the beauty of them. Yeah, we got like a target that we're aiming vaguely at and we'll probably get there. This particular episode, I hope we will end up talking about and really diving into this concept of social transformation. Yes. But before we get there, I want to actually just like reset. And remind each other, uh, yes. maybe even remind myself as somebody who was a part of writing this, but yeah, like what what social excellence is? What is the the genesis of this podcast? Yeah. This concept of social excellence. You are not nearly as personally tied to it, but you've you've I've read the book. I've read it several times. Certainly, certain pieces, many many times, because I believe in social excellence. You've sold me on this. Uh, you are an evangelist for it, and I have uh, wholeheartedly adopted it. So this is from page 21 of your wonderful book, We Dare You, and it's right from the top, the definition. Social excellence is a noun, by the way. It is. We made sure that you would know that. I think it's a noun. <laughs> It's right there, yes. A state of perpetual generosity, curiosity, positivity, and openness to limitless possibility, a desire to intentionally connect with others, the ability to engage in deep, meaningful conversation, acting in a responsible and respectable manner with high expectations of others, being authentic and living every day with integrity as the best version of yourself, being confident and vulnerable, being fun and compassionate, being open, kind, and bold, the deepest level of societal participation and contribution. Yeah. Matt, I think there's, that's, that's rich right there. I mean, that, there's so much there. Thanks. I yeah. appreciate that. I've, I've read that definition. No kidding. I've read that definition out loud to right. You know, thousands of people at a time. Yeah. Thousands of times. That's my first time reading it out loud. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I've read it to myself. You many read it. Time. You read it so much slower than I normally read it. Sure. It, which, yeah. Honestly, that was right. uh, that was fascinating to me because there was a there was a moment you read one of the, the sentences that was like fun and compassion. Right? Yeah. Is it like, uh-huh. uh, and I thought like, huh? Why did I write it that way? Like, right. well, fun and compassion aren't yeah. necessarily opposed, but uh, right. the way you read it, I was like, oh, and it made those the words stick yeah. out to me right. differently. Anyway, well, thanks. I read scripture every. You'd, Every Sunday, oh, that's what know, this was. People, this, right? is, yeah. this is reading like from that, the book right? of from yeah. the book of uh-huh. We Dare yeah. You. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Okay, so by Matson and Arendi, right? <laughs> and Jessica Gendron Williams, and, and this this book has been honestly like it's funny. I picked up this book not too long ago. Again, you know, just you know, I got a pile of them sitting in my office, and I hand them out to people sometimes. But right, just no. walk in Starbucks with it. No, no, not like that. No, okay. not like that. No. It's not so. I should. Excellent. That's a it, well. <laughs> anyway, but. I was like, uh, it's such a like tactical book. It's like a workbook, right? right? Yes. And uh, I think that's a good thing. Yes. I, there's a there's another version of this book that I've got rattling around in my head right now that is much more uh, maybe narrative based or mm-hmm. story based. And I, I feel like some of these podcast episodes yes. are inspiring me to see this definition in a new way right. and the way to share this definition in a new yeah. way through real personal experiences and right. through sort of the lives of people. Right? Yeah. And not just these big examples. We share some big examples of the book, of uh, but like how real life people really live this every day or try. Right. Yeah. What's uh, what? So, well, on so that on that idea, like it, what comes to mind is, is Gary Vaynerchuk mm-hmm. and his latest book where he, he comes back to his original idea. Right. And has people actually share the stories of how they implemented his principles in their life, right? Yeah. And it's just a whole book of, yeah. of those stories. Shout right? out to Gary V. Yeah. What's up? Gary V, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's the same thing, right? I mean, a workbook is good to be able to work through those things, but to see and read people's real-life examples of being socially excellent. And my guess is that there will be a lot of socially transformative stories out there as well. So when you read this particular definition, just the, yeah. again, we're, we're hitting reset. Let's just remind ourselves yeah. what social excellence is about before we dive into what I believe, by the way, this social transformation topic that I, I really want to talk about here mm-hmm. in a little bit. I believe it's the uh, maybe the next chapter or, you know, social excellence 2.0 or right. I, I think it could be anyway. Yeah. But as you as you relook at this definition, A, mm-hmm. what sticks out or B, how does this show up in your regular life? Yeah, totally. So the big piece that sticks out to me initially is the word intentionally. Mm. Intentionally connect with others. I think this is the this is the whole thing right here. It, we either live our lives with intention or we don't, mm-hmm. right? And oftentimes it's somewhere in between those two poles. But if we're intentional when we walk into a Starbucks or for me, when I walk into my church, or if I'm intentional when I walk into my home mm-hmm. with my son and my wife, yeah. right? Like it's, it's the real practical everyday pieces, right? Mm-hmm. How am I going to be socially transformative out there in the world, you know, with this kind of global mindset, if I'm not being socially transformative with the people I most love, right? Again, didn't, didn't intend to go there, but like, Faith is in, I would offer maybe religion is the right word to use there, is sort of this call to be intentional as well, right? With perhaps some prescribed uh, ways to be intentional, right. but, yeah. but just that simple challenge of right. most people live their life with, I, I've, I've said before, most people live their life incidentally. Right. Uh, and I really strive to live intentionally. Yes. I don't most times. Of and most course. times, like I've just talked about, the cell phone on the on the the, the thing at Starbucks. <laughs> that seemed right? pretty intentional, man. <laughs> this is what I mean, right? But, right. But that's why I love. That's why I still get excited about this idea of social excellence, is because it's not 
Something right. that I am all the time. Of it's, course. It's something that I want to be more. I have a desire for it, yeah. which is the first part of the definition there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the second piece for me is that deep, meaningful conversation. In our best relationships, what they often start with is that piece right there. But yeah. sometime later, they don't have that deep level as frequently. Yeah. And we get less out of them and we're putting less into them, yeah. right? Once again, you know, you think about your partners in life, your best friends, children, parents, you know, all these different types of relationships. And these are the pieces right here that, oh man, like my wife would love it if I came home tonight and had a deep, meaningful conversation yeah. with yeah. her, right? Like yeah. I was intentional about engaging in that with her. She'd be like, oh, You've come to play, right? Yeah. yeah, like that's that's the piece, right? But so often I come home, I'm tired, I want my beer, I want to relax, throw up my my feet, yep. and I'm looking around the house going, wow, there's eight projects I could do right now yeah. just to clean this place up, yeah. right? Like, and that's that's what we get caught in. It is what we get caught in. Yeah. What about you? Like, what stood out for you, Matt? Fun. Um, <laughs> the word fun. Yeah. I think uh uh, I've said this before on on this particular podcast, but I I I'm, I think I'm a really fun person. Yeah. But when I, it's funny. Deep meaningful conversations is like my go to. It's my comfort zone. Right. Like I am uncomfortable in sort of playtime. Right. Uh, and fun fun buddy time. Right. I'm uncomfortable in that. Yeah. I love it. Right. Uh, but it's not. It's not like my natural state. I I'm don't, the same way. I'm the guy who's always going for the deep zone. Always like, that's why I think I like doing this podcast, right? I think right. it's, I think yeah. a lot of people are enjoying this podcast, which I'm grateful for all of you listening, but I'm really enjoying it because it's like this, <laughs> this like, uh, required deep conversation, right? right? As soon yeah. as I put a microphone on somebody, then, right. well, that's, I guess we're going to go deep, yeah. right? Well, and I, I experienced that in my own life because I'm a pastor. I have 40 second conversations with 200 and some people every single week. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really comfortable up to about 90 seconds mm-hmm. of small talk. Right. Yeah. And I can do it really well. In fact, right. After 90 seconds, watch me. I glaze over yeah. because it's no longer what I do, kind of this pattern and picture. And it's not at deep conversation level. That's right. Right? Like, I, I'm very uncomfortable in between yeah. the two spots. I feel like I need to practice uh, fun, like so, something right. something that is beyond, like, a silly joke about yeah. the weather or, like, right. there's there's some middle zone that yeah. is also fun, right. but, like, somewhere between, like, surface level, ha-ha. Well, if you lived in Chicago, you'd be all right. You could talk about the Cubs. That's exactly that's all a good point. of the time. Yeah, right? yeah. But that's, you live safe. in Denver. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Nobody wants to talk about that. <laughs> no one wants to talk about that. <laughs> all right. So, point of this episode, topic of this episode again is social transformation. And I wrote this. So, I guess the the real genesis of this particular episode is a blog that I wrote. I don't know, like a year, year and a half ago. Yeah, a little over a year ago. And the title of the blog was How to Actually Change the World, uh, and in parentheses, Social Transformation. There's parentheses in the title, so nailed it. That sounds like you. Yeah, I yeah. need to work on the title. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, but how to actually change the world. And I think this was, I, I started writing this in response to just sort of angry folks on social media. Yes. That I... That I actually didn't disagree with. Right. But I just felt exhausted by it yes. and felt like wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Anyway, that's uh, that's maybe well, the genesis. But. Yeah, right. That's the piece. That's you and I were sitting at some mm-hmm. uh, coffee shop talking about these kinds of things. Yeah, and we were saying there's so many of our friends we agree with politically, socially, all those sort of things, but we hate, literally hate, the way that they go about it. Yes, right. It, it's I don't want to be on Facebook reading that post or on Twitter seeing that tweet. Like it, I. I'm disgusted by it. I, it's exhausting. I just want to look the other way, yeah. right? And nothing about it seems socially excellent or transformative. That's right. So let me round out the whole picture. One of the reasons I wanted you to co-host this episode with me is that I think you planted the phrase social transformation or socially transformative in my mind back in <laughs> April or May of last year. Probably. Right. Yeah, it was the piece that I picked up on your book, right? Mm-hmm. So when I first met you, and this is typical of my personality, I sit down and go, okay, handshakes change the world, mm-hmm. right? And I go, yeah, I get the, the first piece of it, the handshakes. I think more people should do that. It's the intentionality, the whole piece. But somewhere in that conversation, I came down to, so how do you do, how do you get from yeah. the handshake to actually changing the world, yeah. right? Like, because you mentioned it in your book, you have a couple pages on it, but most of the book is about that. There's a first, first initial steps of yeah. having this desire and the intentionality of engaging someone in yeah. a conversation for the first time. I love that. The, uh, a, I love that you call me out about stuff like that. And B, it's so true. Also, for a number of reasons. I think, number one, most people don't engage in handshakes or better conversations or deeper relationships. And so you you spend most of your time there. Absolutely. So what people pay me for when I come in and speak to them or, you know, is that stuff. Like they think it's social skills training. Right. And I end up beating my head against the wall after a lot of my speaking engagements or training days because all we did was work on like being friendlier and being nicer. And that's not right. why I do that. Like, like right. it's the change is the end of it. The change it's, the world thing that, yeah. that actually gets me excited. All right. So but it's a pyramid. It's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like you have to start with friendliness and handshakes and intentionality around meeting people. Otherwise you'll never get to the top of the yeah. pyramid. Yeah. Right? All right, everybody, let's now turn the page into social transformation. Uh, what does it mean to be socially transformative? Yeah. Well, you share four things here and I, I think they're brilliant. The first one I love, I think it's precisely what's needed in our world right here. Honor each truth. Now, so, when, when you hear that again, what comes to mind? All right. Like, where so, does that happen or where should it happen? So is it crazy for me to want to push pause and actually read this blog post? Yeah, let's read it. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. I feel like uh, most listeners probably haven't read it and don't even know what we're talking right. about. Yeah. Let me start there and then let me respond to your question. Perfect. Hey, sorry to interrupt this episode, but it's me, your host, Matt Matson. Just want to take a quick break for a commercial. But as you know, here on the People People podcast, we don't really do commercials. We do uncommercials. We don't do commercials because I'm stinking rich. That's not true, but we really don't do commercials. We do instead this uncommercial idea where we talk about a group of people who are already doing social excellence, who are gathering people together to change the world in powerful ways. And this uncommercial is no exception. Children's Miracle Network Hospitals is such a cool organization. I got to speak at their Dance Marathon Leadership Conference recently. I got to speak to hundreds of college students who are organizing these dance marathon events on their campuses. These are massive events that raise millions and millions of dollars for local children's hospitals. I loved not only the event and the opportunity and the cause, but the students. Man, they were bright, 
beautiful students, students who were the light in an otherwise dark world, students who were bringing hope and just a wonderful, wonderful service to real people in need. And in fact, kids. So this uncommercial is dedicated to them and we do it for the kids. Hey, keep listening because the show is going to come back in about 60 seconds. Hi, I'm Jessica and I am a brain cancer survivor. When I was 11 years old, I spent a lot of time at my local children's hospital for brain surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation. When I was in the hospital, I had no idea how much the medical bills were costing my family, and the insurance didn't cover all the equipment and treatments I needed. Thanks to donations to my hospital, I received amazing care and was able to kick cancer's butt. Today, I am 16 years old, and I am so excited about my future, where I can graduate from high school and become a professional speaker to share my story and give back to Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. I believe if we donate to Children's Hospitals, we can change kids' health and change the future. You can help too. Give now at childrensmiraclenetworkhospitals.org and put your money where the miracles are. Thank you. So, all right, I'm just going to read this. Everybody, listeners, just sit back and listen to my soothing tones for a moment. There's a lot of shouting right now. Has been for a while. And I don't blame the shouters. They have a right to be angry, to shout, to fight, and to rage against the powers that be. I'm mad too. And it's a fine place to start. But what if you want to make this world a better place for the long haul? What if you want to make impact beyond surface level and truly transform the world to be a better place for you, your neighbor, and everyone? I don't think anger and fighting can sustain. I think love must lead. There have been plenty of brilliant thinkers over the years who have taught just that. To actually change the world and not just rearrange it, we have to come together and do work fueled by love. If you find yourself looking for proof everyone is against you, if you find yourself able to see the darkness in anyone, if you find yourself posting, shouting, tearing down, retweeting, commenting, dismantling, unseating, blaming, or shaming— You might not be wrong at all, and it might be temporarily helpful, but that fighting cannot sustain. It can't sustain you, and it can't sustain the cause you're meaning to champion. So I offer these five considerations for becoming socially transformative, maybe going beyond social excellence. If they strike you as helpful in the short term or in the long term, I hope you consider applying them to your efforts to change the world. Honor each truth. We must find each other's lived truth to be worthy and valuable, no matter how different it might be from our own. Every person has acted or will act based on the lessons they've learned, right or wrong, throughout their life, and their perception of the likelihood of those actions to gain them more love or to keep them safer. Each person, no matter how much distance between their point of view and your own, is seeking safety, love, and a way to matter in this world, just like you. I know you think their choices to achieve those things are ridiculous. They think the same of you, but understanding, honoring, and celebrating the authentic truth of each person you encounter is the only way forward. To change the world through ways other than annihilating the enemy requires working with them. Their truth is true. It might be uncomfortable and hurtful and dangerous to your truth, but it is true. Start by loving it. Relish uncertainty. Everyone seems to be in a race to be right, and the more certain your team is about its rightness, the safer you feel. 
But I believe that nothing is hurting our world right now more than certainty. Certainty in our politics is deepening the divide between us. Certainty in our religion is poisoning the deepest waters of our humanity. Certainty in our rightness and the wrongness of the other is limiting our ability to engage with those others in a way that might allow them to learn from our perspective, and maybe even vice versa. What if we chose to relish uncertainty? What if I'm not sure, but I'm trying to learn became our mantra? What if all you've been told about what's certain couldn't possibly be if many others are certain about their point of view? I have faith in uncertainty. I cherish it. I worship it. We were created as beings able to learn and grow and change and improve. That gift in the way we were created is divine. When we dive deeply into the pool of uncertainty, we are tapping into the very essence of our human potential. Our curiosity, our wonder, our inquisitiveness, and our sense of possibility might be the most powerful tools we have. They are to be credited for everything that has advanced us, and admittedly, the things that have harmed us too. A mindset that rejects blind and immature certainty, but pursues ever-improving answers with passion will win the day. This is the mindset we need to engage one another respectfully and hopefully. All right, I'm going to push pause because this, this is a long, uh, long, long blog post. Yeah. Um, every time I reread it, though, I've told you, really? Justin, uh, I've, I've read this. I haven't figured out a way to like teach people this, like just as a speaker and like in the way that I, so right. I often will just pull it up and read the whole thing to an audience. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people like really respond. Oh yeah. in just some cool ways. Yeah. It's very thoughtful. I, I don't know how long it actually took you to write it, but it's, it has many layers to it and there's a humility while also being very confident as you're writing, right? That's a hard balance. So I'm going to keep going. All right, so the next one is love unexpectedly. Lead with love. In every interaction, in every encounter, in every moment, lead with love, especially when it is unexpected. Love those you might feel justified to hate. Love those who are indifferent to your cause. Love those who are hurtful and bring pain. Is that sometimes nearly impossible because we're only humans? Yes. Try anyway. I'm not the first person by far to suggest love as the only path forward, and perhaps I only barely understand what it means, but the alternatives seem both obviously ineffective and overly employed. I think we all have a choice in every moment to approach it with love or not. I choose love, and it is a powerful force for change. All right, there's two more little uh, considerations for social transformation. Next one is heighten your perspective. A socially transformative person has to be able to see beyond the tunnel vision that seems rational. A view from above is required. Meditating on a universe-level perspective provides insight and wisdom that leaves mere knowledge and experiences seeming trite. This, to me, is the power of philosophy and spirituality, to elevate our point of view to that of God or truth or eons, tuning into these channels with one ear while keeping the other side of our head pressed firmly to the ground of others' true everyday lived experiences is both difficult and required of a socially transformative person. And then the last one is act, do, go. Start at home. Start with what's right in front of you. Go, act on it, create something, hit send, commit, start living as if. Charge hard in the direction of the world you want. Talk sucks, work. And I sort of end with, you know, these are my best guesses at truth right now. I want to help people gather together more often and more effectively so that they might help one another transform society. The basic principles of social excellence apply. This blog post is my first stab at answering the question, what's next? If someone chooses to live their life with social excellence, what's the next level? How do they move from being excellent to becoming socially transformative change agents? Then I give you a shout out here. You did. A shout out right there. Thanks to to Justin Spurlock for pushing me on the term social transformation. 
Thanks to everyone I expect to criticize this post too, either silently or publicly. I appreciate that you recognize my privileged point of view. I recognize the ease with which I suggest these things. I recognize the safety from which I write. I hit send anyway because it felt important. Ah, uh, yes. Thanks for letting me read that out loud. Yeah, no, beautiful. Let's go back to talking to each other now. Right. So, you just read the whole thing. Yeah. What do you think that will change the world? Do I think that blog post will change the world? Do, I, do you think that what you wrote about will change the world? Do you actually believe it? I, first of all, I absolutely do. I believe, I feel like that, that post is like a, uh, an expression of some deep, like, uh, core beliefs that yes. I have. Yeah. And this is where my ego, I'm not afraid to, um, hmm, notice, admit and celebrate my ego for a moment and say that yeah. I do think that if more people knew that there were people out there who believe stuff like this, they would agree with it want to talk about it more yes. and want to do something with it. So, yes. yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. I, I think that that's, I don't think anything I said is new. Right. But the way you put it together was certainly new. Maybe, maybe. I, I think for me, like, and I've told you this a million times, like this, this really is your faith yeah. right here. This is your religion. Yeah. Right. And people tend to think about religion, spirituality, faith from, solely a celestial type of viewpoint like there is god and angels and yeah. all these different things and really places and times right rather than a faith that has to do with real life yeah right and when you really boil down the things that people really believe in it comes down to essentially values yeah. right and these four values are things that you truly believe they're things that you talk about of course, you don't always embody them perfectly, yeah. but you clearly desire to strive yeah. in that direction. Actually, I like, uh, I'll take a moment to say, I like that twice now you've said these four values or these yes. four things, and there's actually five. Are there five? No, but the reason that you only say four is because the last one is so short. The last one is this act. The last no one's one. doing it, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, the last one is actually doing it. But yeah, we should say five because that is core to who you are. Right? It yeah. It's core to what we both think about life. Yeah. Like we, when you and I bellyache about people, it's because we look at them and we're going, you need to, you know, get off the pot essentially. Right. And also the get moving. Yeah. Also there's a, it's easy to complain. Right. It's uh, far more difficult and far more required to engage. Yes. Uh, engage with the person who disagrees or engage in the political system to change it or yes. engage in, in the hard work of making your neighborhood cleaner yes. or better or safer or whatever you care about. Right. Right. Like it takes work, like real yes. work. Like you got to do things beyond the nine to five work day. You've yes. got to, you got to do things that are that are just painful and and, and yes. boring and like it's the boring stuff that I think actually changes things. Yes. Oh no, that's that's the piece right there, right? Like if we think that work is what we get paid for, yeah, right? Then then we have missed what work is, right? Yeah. And then and thus we miss what transformation actually requires. Yeah. Right? We think that whatever it is that we got hired to do in those hours whether it's 20 or 40 or 80 for you, right? Like that, that's it, right? And we've got to go beyond that mindset and look at all of life as a place for work to be done. That doesn't mean it's not going to be fun. In fact, the things that I most enjoy in life 
that are probably very difficult and require a ton of work, I look back and go, that was a ton of fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, maybe not everybody thinks that way. Maybe not everybody. And, and that's okay. I we think could be crazy. We we're, might be we're people, people though. Uh, <laughs> we're not alone. There's people listening out there. You asked me about honor each truth. You were going to start from the yes, top. Yes, that's right. That. Yeah. But when you look at those things, so honor each truth. Yeah. I don't, I, they, like, I don't even have things memorized. Honor each truth, relish uncertainty, love unexpectedly, heighten your perspective, act, do, go. Yeah. I don't have them memorized. You were scrolling on your computer so I could read them. Yep. So I've done a bunch of stuff on relish yeah. uncertainty recently. Oh, fact, yes, you have. Uh, just, pu- just posted today is a new podcast episode uh, featuring Josh Arendi. Yeah. And some of the stuff from my recent TED talk that's all about uncertainty. So, yeah. like, I explored that some in some depth. Honor each truth, though, is a that's a hard. Uh, maybe I'd led with that one because it might be the hardest. It is tough, you know. We and I'll, I'll say this from our privileged power position: mm-hmm. we are straight white Protestant ish mm-hmm. males, educated, mm-hmm. all of those sorts of things, living in suburbia. So. <laughs> When when we speak about this, I think it's we recognize that within all of that privilege and power that what is most needed is this piece right here, right? It's looking out and going, it's a diverse world, mm-hmm. right? And and most of the world are not us, mm-hmm. right? Um, and honoring each truth requires us to not be critical and defensive all of the time, right? It's it's looking around and saying, where's the goodness? Where's the beauty? Where's the truth? That doesn't mean everything that you see is good, beautiful, or true. It just means that each and every circumstance and person has something good, beautiful, and true about them. Yeah. Let's start there, yeah. right? Yeah. And if we can do that, oh, right now, all of a sudden, that person is really a person and not an object, not a cause, not something for me to to fix or change or combat or or whatever it might be. They're a real human being, and I have to honor that. Yeah, that, and again, easy for us to say when we're not oh, yeah. in, you know, danger every day. Right. We don't, yeah. you know, right. when we get pulled over for speeding, we're right. not, we're pretty sure that we're just going to get a ticket. Right. You know, uh, oh, exactly. Absolutely. Easy for us to say, and yeah. just doing the logic exercise, I don't know what the other options are, right? Right. If, if I want to, if I, if, if I actually want, again, the point of this, this idea of social transformation is if I actually want to change the world, yeah. what are the other options? What are the other, other options? Than, right. Like I've, I've got to at least recognize humanity. Yes. Even in the darkest of spots. Yes. And even in the most challenging the easy place for me to go is like social media comments, right? Like comments in the YouTube channel or comments on the, on somebody's post or whatever. And yeah, I don't know, like the, again, maybe easy for me to say when, when people troll me on social media, <laughs> which happens occasionally, yes. um, it hurts. Like I'll be honest, oh, yeah. I, like oh, I absolutely. am not above saying that, that really, I can't not read it. And right. it really bugs me for like a week. Yeah. And like I, at some point, I have to be able to see, like this is probably just some really hurt human being yes. on the other side of a screen who just doesn't doesn't know how to interact in a healthy way. Like, right? Yeah. I, no, that's the piece, right? Like we we we're one. We've all been there, yeah. And sometimes we're there frequently. <laughs> Two 
people try to control situations that they they seem to have some power or influence yeah. over, right? And so they're going to find the most minimal places to be able to do that, yeah. right? And oftentimes that's through a social media comment or post, yeah. right? And that makes sense. But like you said, I mean, it, it hurts, right? It, you are thinking about it constantly. And even if you find a way to respond in a healthy way, that doesn't mean you wanted to. And that doesn't mean that wasn't the 15 other draft posts that went through your head or even made it to the keyboard. That's right. right. That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 I'd also say this has me thinking about this line of conversation has me thinking about, uh, I've been wanting to do an exercise lately. I haven't tried it yet with audiences where it's easy to bemoan uh, the negativity on social media. Oh, sure. Right. It's easy. But it's also actually, if you just try for a moment, it's super easy to find the humanity on social media. Yeah. I've been wanting to do this simple exercise of like, let's go through the list of all the things that make us feel terrible because of social media, right? Right. All the comparative aspects and all the trolling and all the just, just foulness. And, and then everybody take 30 seconds, open up your phone, pull up your favorite social media, you know, Mm -hmm. thing. And I want you to tell somebody sitting next to you something that brought you joy in 30 nice. seconds. Yeah. And everybody will be able to do Everyone it. Everyone can. Yeah. Because it's actually full of humanity. Yes. It's full of like it beauty is. and love and people trying really hard yeah. for a number of reasons that oh, we don't yeah. have to get into. But, right? but like people trying really hard to just express oh, absolutely. happiness. Right? right. We'll take the classic example. Not that I see a lot of these in my feed, but uh, it used to be seven years ago. Everything was someone's cute cat. Right. Like. <laughs> And maybe your posts are still still yeah. that way. Mine aren't. Not that I wanted to read, you know, twenty five posts of cute cats, but one, one in my feed, I go, oh, look at that! That's a cute right? cat. Like, that's a cute yeah. cat. Yeah, that's one cute cat. Right. And like, still, it's okay to have the reaction of that's a cute cat. Yeah, and that's nice. That's a nice right. moment. That's, that's okay. Anyway, and that's a piece, right? But and people post things about like what meal they just made tonight yeah. and, and all that sort of thing. Once again, in volume, a little much, but looking at that one post yeah. of that one human being who ha- made this great meal, I'm like, oh, I wish I could have done that, yeah. right? Yeah. And usually I'm like, oh, that would have been tastier yeah. than whatever yeah. food but, I ate. <laughs> that was a strange turn I took us on from honor each truth. But, yeah. but in all reality, I, I think we have so much more interaction via social media with yes. other humans than we do with other humans in real life, right? Absolutely. And so at the very least, it, that's probably the place to practice honoring yes. each truth. We should find things we disagree with and try mm-hmm. to just imagine being that person yes. and imagine, just imagine, you may yeah. not be right. You're probably far mm-hmm. off, but imagine the life that they live, the pain and the joy mm-hmm. and the hopes and the dreams and the loss that they've experienced, right? Mm-hmm. And just try to get inside that person yeah. for a minute and just honor that it's a human. Honor that it may not be, it may not be prey, right. but it's a human. Well, and I, I've, so I've, Strive in 2019, one of my goals was, you know, these New Year's goals that we make, uh, and I've I've done pretty good about it, failed a couple times, but is in 2019 on social media, I wanted to be positive. Yeah. I didn't want to share anything negative. I didn't want to comment negatively, all those sorts of things, right? And so I am committed to liking posts, right? And not one, not just scrolling through, like actually going like, I like, I love it, right? Like I'm with you, right? Like the whole thing. And that if I do disagree with something, either one, I just scroll right on by or two, look for that truth, right? It's easier to do the first one, obviously, just scroll on by. Uh, But occasionally I'm like, you know what? I really don't like that person's point of view. However, 
there's something in here to like, right? Yeah. And so uh, I do. Absolutely. I scroll on by. And that but that that begs the question of in real life, in real conversation, in real moments, like do you scroll on by or do you engage? And do you right. engage in a way that honors their truth and their right. experience, right? That's a piece. All right. So let's jump to we don't have to do all of this, right. but let's yeah. let's let's just play. I, this yeah. is fun to consider. Again, for me. Each of these individually, right? Each of these five things individually, I believe is powerful and yes. is a powerful lesson about social transformation and mm-hmm. even social excellence. But cumulatively, like like oh, they're man. more than the sum of the, their parts. Right. I believe that these five things it, it are the choices one should make yes. if they want to engage in world-changing daily behaviors. Yes. Uh, things that matter, things that move you in a direction. That's why that fifth one is important because yes. just being the first four, right? Just right. do an honor each truth, love unexpectedly, heighten yeah. your perspective, and relish uncertainty. Doesn't change the world. It may change the people around you. It may yes. change you very much so. But oh, that sure. act, do, go one re- right. is required to it's change. required. Yeah. It, it means you are going to intentionally go beyond your circle. I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. But we can do this together. We should list five things that, like, what are... Actions. All right. So yeah. if I'm doing all these other four things, what are the things that I should act, do, and go that actually might move the needle? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. So oh, that's a really good question. I think in my own life where I see this is I love restaurants, right? And yeah. So I'm, I'm, all, I'm restaurants all the time. And of course, there's some sort of serving and wait staff. Yeah. Right. And how do I treat them? Oh, sure. Right. And I'm a friendly soul, right? And I'm a good tipper and and all those sorts of things. But there are certain times where I'm in a restaurant where I have an excellent interaction with someone. And and sometimes that's because they're just excellent, right? But sometimes it's because I've decided to take the next step and go, you know what? This person either seems like they're having a bad day or they're just playing a bad server, right? How do I engage this person so that... We all have a better day. Yeah. We all have a better experience, yeah. right? And there's some selfishness built in there, right? Sure. Like, I obviously want better service. I want to have a good meal experience, the whole deal. But that motivation also allows me to engage them. Does it always work? No, right? But obviously, it's not globally transformative. But it can and often does transform that one meal right yeah. there, right? And seem to transform their own experience yeah. as well, yeah. right? I love that. I love that you started there. I think that the way we construct an engineer in an interaction, yes. we have so much power over. Right? Yes. My head was it was going to bigger, not even that much bigger. I was going to like community level things. Yes. I was going to show up at the HOA meeting right. or at the community event that's about, you know, some cause in your neighborhood. Like yeah. show up. Show uh, up. Take a take a role on a committee at something yeah. that is something you normally just complain about, right? Precisely. I was thinking about like I first thought that came to my mind was actually like write something, yes. but like write, write like this. I'm going to take a moment to say I wrote a book on social excellence. I wrote this blog on this. Mm-hmm. Like, like put on paper what you think people should do, not not what you don't like about what they're not doing, but like right. okay, so what do you want me to do? Like right. give give people instructions. I think people are craving instruction. They and, are and guidance. And yes, you've got a you listener like everybody. You've got a a point of view about how to live a life in a cool way and engage with people in those conversations or write it down or give a speech. I don't know, like find ways to tell people that. And I think that's the part, right? I mean, we all actually have opportunities in our life 
that we consider to be either a distraction to our life or just seem like they're going to take time out of our recreation, really. And once again, that might be from a perspective of, of privilege right there. No, but that's uh, that's also a super important point. Like, yeah. maybe one of these should, maybe the act do go one should be, sorry, this will require you sacrificing the things that yes. you would otherwise be doing, right? Right. Oh, precisely, right? And getting involved in some way, shape, or form. There is lots of things that I do with my time, and sorry I, to my denominational friends out there, I'm highly involved in the governing boards of my denomination. Yeah. It can be brutal at times, right? A lot of times I'm either bored or I'm like, oh, this is not working, or I'm not always positive about it, right? But I engage anyways because I can see incrementally that I am able to affect change. Because you showed up. Because I showed up. You Simply didn't have to. Because I showed up. You I don't have, have to. to. That, that right. like, taking a role in those, I think doing one of two things, if, if, if I had to give, like, clear, specific advice of what I really think I mean by this, right. it's do all, do the first four of these five considerations for social transformation, but yeah. then that act, do, go one, I think looks like two things primarily. Number one, show up, engage, yes. take part in something that is happening, yes. right? A meeting, a committee, a board, a, a some like groups change the world. So yep. put yourself in a group. Yep. Number two, if you don't know a group that's changing the world that you like, make one. Make one. You got to gather people together, bring yes. people over for dinner, hold a meeting, ask people to go to coffee, yep. uh, have a like, let's talk over beers about a topic. Yep. Uh, like, I really think that is what everybody listening right now, and you and I too, can name people in our life who do those things and are in fact making a dent are they're the ones that people are going to yes. give a long speech about, you know, at their funeral that yeah. because they transform the community, right? Yes. Those are just because they're making these choices. Precisely. And while we're on it, let's give a shout out to the listeners right here. We know you're out there. We don't always know who you are. Sometimes you know who Matt over here is and occasionally you know who someone <laughs> like myself is. We want to acknowledge you. We love the fact that you're out there. Thank you for listening. Just want to acknowledge the fact that you uh, at least have the desire to be a people people, mm -hmm. and we are glad that you are listening and participating in this. I want to acknowledge that it is with so much respect that when I listen to you, Matt, when I read what you're saying, it makes me want to be a people person, mm. right? A people people. And i just excited about that. I think the second piece is that, particularly with a shout out to the listeners, you all are the people out there who can actually affect transformation beyond what Matt and I are just hoping for yeah. out of a podcast, right? And so if you act, go, and do, that really makes it all come together. Yeah, genuinely. Like the, there are a lot of people that either you or I talk to in person every day or that might listen to this podcast or might pick up the book or whatever, who can make a choice to engage in, in the things that change the world, right? When people, yes. when, when we gather, we matter, right? So yes. how will you be gathering? How will you yes. be gathering? How will you be following these five considerations? How will you heighten your perspective and see the world beyond the tunnel vision of the moment, beyond the crisis of the moment? Yes. How can you lift up and see it from above? 
how can you love unexpectedly? Mm-hmm. That one is a, that one's such a practical. It's a beautiful one. To show up to your next committee meeting with love. Yes. Right? You and I have been right. on enough committees where oh, we yeah. mostly just sit there and like roll our eyes and right. get frustrated <laughs> with whatever because we're yes. not in charge of that particular committee, right? <laughs> but like, how can you show up with love to that committee yes. or to that group of people that you work with and or your your employer or your employees? How can you show up with love to that? I mean, really yeah. show up with yeah. love. Well, and I think this is, I'll give a, a shout out to the book, The Five Love Languages, right? Yeah. Like this is, this is understanding the people you're in a group with and going, how might I speak their language so that this isn't miserable for them? Yeah. Right. And all of a sudden, if I can transform a few people's experience in that meeting, the whole meeting changes. That's right. Right. But if I come in with, with the same old bad attitude, right. I sit down at a table, right. And let's be honest, these are folding tables with uncomfortable chairs <laughs> half the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, these are, these are school boards and HOAs and churches. And right? I mean, yeah. th- these are the, the things, right. If you come in with that attitude, it will be that way, right? Because everyone else is coming in that same way. That is such a, for me, that's a good visual picture for our listeners to to sort of leave with. The folding chair, folding table, Uh dark, poorly lit committee room is probably where the work gets done. Yes. And yes, they're wildly inefficient. Yes, the Mm -hmm. leader of that particular committee is frustrating. Mm -hmm. And yes, you wish you were in charge and you wish it was scheduled at a slightly different time. And when you show up, you got a chance to make a difference. Yes. And when you don't, you don't. Yep. And those are your choices. Yeah. And I'd also say, though, for those of you who do participate in group life on a regular basis, if a group is consistently not doing what you're hoping for, change groups. Yeah. Make a new group. Make a new group. Right. Like, (laughs) this is not advocating that you just stick with an ineffective group your whole life. There's a lot of that going on as well, right? This is that act, go, do part as well. Like, it's not working. Do something else. There are other groups. These five considerations for social transformation. Let's wrap this thing up. Yeah. This is a good conversation. Yep. These five considerations are honor each truth, mm-hmm. relish uncertainty, love unexpectedly, heighten your perspective, act, go, do. I think that's worth more than a blog post. Yes. It's probably worth more than a podcast episode. I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm looking for ways to share this idea more, teach this idea, because mm-hmm. I think it's really relevant in today's world. I think you should find people who are doing each one of these really well. Yeah. Do a people, people podcast around that. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. No promises, but that's a really good idea. <laughs> he'll do it. We know he'll do <laughs> Shut it. Shut up. All right. Uh, Justin, thanks for co-hosting. Hey, loved it. Thank you, Matt. Really appreciate it. Everyone, thank you for listening to us today. Act, go, do, transform the world. Be socially excellent. As always, you can find us at social-excellence.com or peoplepeoplepodcast.com. Those both go to the same place. The handle, you can find us on the social medias, are at social excellence. There's no E in social excellence in our social media handles. You'll figure it out. Anyway, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for uh, hosting again today, Justin. I appreciate it. Thank you. 